pretty much dripping in anointing and God's favor and God's love. Remember the dove that came and said, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. And the first thing that happens is that it says the spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness. So Jesus goes from peak mountaintop experience to being led out into the wilderness to go without food for 40 days and 40 nights. It sounds to me that it's a bit what life is like. You get lit, you have a good time, your paycheck comes on Friday, it's a peak. Come Monday, you're broke. <laughs> One moment we're up, the next moment we are down. This is the roller coaster of life right here in Jesus' story in just a few passages. The wilderness experience of being separated from all of our stuff. The wilderness experience of being separated from the food that you like. The wilderness experience of having to sacrificially give. The wilderness experience of having to stand alone and take moments out of your day to pray in the quiet. The ultra wilderness experience of if you were already going through something that you have now put yourself into going through something else and more on top of the ish that you are having to go through. And so we find ourselves in these 40 days just like Jesus, expecting something new and amazing to happen. Jesus was led out there by the Spirit right after this amazing experience because it is in the wilderness that something amazing and powerful happens to form us. If you remember back, there was somebody else who had a wilderness experience. It was a whole lot of people who had a wilderness experience. If you remember Sunday school, or maybe going to a black history program and hearing that song, Go Down Moses, way down in Egypt's land, and tell old Pharaoh to let my people go. If you remember, those people got let go. If you remember, those people crossed the Red Sea. But they got their freedom. They crossed the Red Sea and had a peak experience only to go to what? The wilderness. Only to walk around in the wilderness for 40 something years. I'm asking us and asking myself for us to give up fried chicken and beef and pork for 40 days. They couldn't have it for 40 years. Even when they were in slavery, they had a better diet than they had when they went out into the wilderness. They left with not many resources. And they got to the point to where they said, God, you brought me all the way out here. You freed me from slavery, and yet there is no food. And I heard somebody said they complained to Moses and said, why did you do this to us? Why did you bring 
slavery out into this particular condition. That's what a lot of our journeys are like as well, too. We pray for God to deliver, to restore, and to move us. But sometimes you got to go through the wilderness to get rid of some of the stuff that's on your life that you don't need. The wilderness is actually what forms. But we want to avoid the wilderness. I saw this amazing uh, article on Medium. It was a woman who was talking about her, uh, she's a writer, and she was encouraging people to not to follow what they love, but to follow what they are good at. Because she said, everybody she meets that wants to be a writer says, oh, I'm contacting an agent, and I'm getting a PR person, and I'm working on my marketing plan, and I've got my social media up, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And then she says, okay, what have you written? Well, nothing yet, I'm just working. <laughs> if you want to be a writer, Seems to me you actually have to write something. But I know very well, as Renita Weems says, writing is like bleeding. It is like being in a wilderness experience. That is the one creative art I can think of that you have to actually put your time in and put some thought to what you're putting in the paper. Writing is in and of itself a wilderness experience. You have to take time alone. You have to think about what you're saying. You have to figure out if you have something to say, first of all. But you have to take that time out alone and in the wilderness. But oh, but when the book is done and finished, then you get the publish. But you gotta go through that wilderness first. You can't get, oh my God, you can't get to the resurrection without going through the wilderness and going through the persecution that Jesus went through and going through the cross. Everybody wants resurrection power, but nobody wants to go through the cross. Nobody wants to go through the wilderness. No one wants to take the time to say, God, let me put you first and see what I need to remove out of my life so that I can step into the power and the authority that you want me to be in. No, we want to jump right to the end. I want to keep eating what I've been eating and I want to watch for a stomach. <laughs> Seems to me when I was about 20 and 30 something years, even five years ago, I could still have it. But age has a peculiar way of doing so. I told friends, I said, I'll never be more than 145. <laughs> 50 pounds later, here I am. Rejoicing that they could stretch materials and slice them. But now it's clear. If there is a type of body that I want, I'm going to have to sacrifice something to get it. Life works the same way. When we have it, and it's flowing and it's good, and just coming to us, how I can use to be a child. Know, yeah, if you're anything like me, you got everything you wanted. But then at some point, they put you out. <laughs> and the light bill comes, and you have to figure out how to pay it. 
that has to take place. We've all been in the ease and luxury of getting what we want and things flowing and going well. Oh, but the moment comes when you really actually have to get out there and work for it and to make it happen for yourself. Jolie was singing about being persecuted and going through the struggles and the trials of life, going through the wilderness of life, going through those painful moments of life. But remember back to those slaves who crossed the Red Sea. There would be no Ten Commandments without the wilderness. There would be no Israel without the wilderness. There would be no one monolithic God that eventually births Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There would be none of all that we have in this place today. There would be no cross. There would be no salvation. There would be no Christians anywhere without the wilderness. They had to get out of Egypt and go through the wilderness to form their identity. It is the wilderness that formed them and forged them in fire and suffering and deprivation. It is the wilderness that created their culture. They came out of the wilderness with the law. They came out of the wilderness a culture, a united people. See, when they went into the wilderness, what I understand, and scholars have said, if you wanted to go back and divide them up by race, they were all, they were a ragtag bunch of people. It was not one unified race as we would understand it. But the wilderness, you wander around with the same people for 40 years, you go end up having some integrated babies. And so they came out of that wilderness unified a particular chosen people. It was the wilderness that helped to move them along and to move them forward. There would be no nation of Israel without that wilderness. It is the wilderness that forms us. If you can think back to any of the hard and difficult times in your life, my God, would you be who you are today without them? If you could think to one of your most heartbreaking, heart-wrenching moments, would you be who you are today without it? In the midst of the wilderness, there are tears, there is heartbreak, there is sorrow, there is suffering, there is the all we're going to go through without not having the food and all the other stuff we want. In the midst of the wilderness, all of that happens. But we would not be who we are today individually without those moments. All we're doing, I tell, let, me, let me pull the curtain back and show you the trick. What we are doing is manufacturing our own wilderness in these 40 days. What we are doing is creating the space for God to work and to 
form us and to shape us and to bring together our cultural identity as a church. That's what's happening behind the curtain. That is why we need this wilderness experience. You've already had the wilderness experience of struggle and trial in your life, and you know in those moments, you may not have prayed when it was all going well, but when the going got tough and all, you know what, broke loose, you found a way to hit your knees, you found a way into this sanctuary to say, God, here I am, help me, fix me, correct this, make it better, heal me, heal my loved one. Oh, we find our way to God in the midst of the wilderness. That is why this is going to sound a little weird. But right now, i got to say thank you, God, for all of the rough times. It didn't feel good. I couldn't say thank you. I'm angry to you. I could not say thank you when it was going on. <laughs> all I could say was please and help and fix it. And keep me from going down there and doing something I shouldn't do. But when I look back and I think about how it has changed me and how it has formed me and brought me to this very moment, I say thank you, God, for the wilderness experience. You may have heard uh, some of the uh, Cohen testimony, I believe it was, last week. Uh, and uh, a week before last, because I was out of town this last week. And I caught the very end of it. Uh, Representative Elijah Cummings said something that needed to be quoted. He said, I tell my children, don't ask why is this happening to me. He said, I teach my children, I tell them to ask, why is this happening for me? It is a whole new way to look at life. It is a whole new way to look at struggle. It doesn't matter what it is, what you are going through, and how much this Lenten season may push you even more. We must remind ourselves, this is not happening to us. This is happening for us. Everything that has brought you to this place happened for you. All the people that you can't seem to forgive, no matter how hideous, no matter how bad they have treated you and pushed you out and done horrible things to you, no matter what it was, you can now declare that it has happened for you, that it has happened to bring you into the full glory and revelation of God. And you may say, you don't know what happened. You need to tell me God made that happen. No, no, no. Don't give the devil that space. How you can move on this is to say everything that has happened for me has happened for my good. If you want to reclaim your life, if you want to walk in forgiveness, if you want to come out of the wilderness, then you must stand up and say everything that has happened has happened for me and not to me. That I am emerging, I am emerging through this season of Lent stronger and better. I'm emerging through this season so at the end of this I can say, God, 